Section 4 of An Itinerant House and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Angelique G. Campbell. An Itinerant House and Other Stories by Emma Frances Dawson. Singed Moths, Part 2 charlotte's diary september thirty today mr orne took me to the park to see the victoria regia like a bit of a sunrise cloud he bought me a bouquet but the heat of his hand withered it in a moment he is so odd darting here and there i was speaking of the flower of the holy ghost thinking he was by me when suddenly found him distant the whole length of the greenhouse when he came home he drew the great lily with one or two dashes of his pencil but though a true copy i thought the outline bore too an odd likeness to an elfin face but he talked me out of it though saint crispin saw the devil in a flower you need not he said you work so quickly i replied it makes me think of the devil's crucifix painted by two strokes of his brush in the convent of the capuchin friars at rome he did it for a soul bound to him and the soul was so struck with its heart-rending truth that he made the sign of the cross and got free it is well known he said the devil would be an artist is art an evil power i asked dr dunn said he preached before oliver cromwell that the muses were damned spirits of devils no one can mark where the presence of evil comes and goes it may be very near and you not know it i tried to work on his portrait but in vain he changes so much with his moods and the fire of his eyes is not to be copied the girls want to see it but i keep it screened today he was very restless told me secrets of color thought to have been lost for ages tossed over my portfolios of sketches and rhymes with mingled praise and blame he found and read to me title unfulfilled the night was dark and wet in long ago age when genevieve to mass with maidens went the gleaming torches carried by a page through gust of wind and rain were quickly spent she touched them and again their ruddy glare shone on the pious souls who wandered there no fire of this world thus the legend ran it was her same for celestial that could snare the secret thought of man upon the gilded tomb of genevieve in church of saint etienne de mont the quaint with airy stare from shadowed isle to eve behind a golden grating lies the saint forever taper shine who buys one tries to send some earnest prayer to paradise ah long i watched its eager changing flare as hands raised palm to palm point toward the skies my burning burning prayer wind-shaken like my thought that bold aspired it paused drooped fainting rose again implored while i like frantic moth all in my desire 
cast on the flame that yearningly adored around my sacred hope this aureole became a steady beacon for my soul and through long years of darkness and despair its cheering rays athwart my care would roll my glowing glowing prayer at last like smoke wreath poising over flame the shadow of my hope loomed just in view but floated off nor ever nearer came was it within my sway for joy or rue who shall define the bonds of will and fate man's choice or hand of providence debate to lose it was to see hell's lurid flashes and heaven is defined there incarnate my prayer that burned to ashes the strange smile that curled his lip made me in despair throw down my brush there the catholics are like the followers of confucius said he who think what is burned rises to the next world do you recall the devil of human size on the outer gallery of notre dame in paris do you think he watches the smoke of the city to know what people want eastern tales are near a right that keep him in ruins and desert places like the mines he wrecks or lays waste he flashed upon me a glance of keen question then bent again over the sketch-books he found a photograph of my favorite paolo and francesca falling falling for ever and ever murky shadows reaching from below to engulf them the light of lost paradise streaming from above a troop of filmy forms in the background watching is it not the worst of all for each that they must both go i asked would not their parting be worse said he no that is not hell with his swift pencil he sketched some woeful figures looking back on one who sees his bosom friend forget him one who knows his foes pleased at his death one who finds his secrets come to the gaze of the world one who learns that the woman for love of whom he died loves and regrets him hell he said is to keep the same passions without the human frame in which to show them to be in your old haunts and see things going against your wishes with no power to hinder no dropping through bottomless pit no raging flame could be worse what would you choose for heaven to look back i said and see at least one of my pictures live on i would give my soul for that he clasped my hand as if to close a compact and as the other arm went round my waist he said but your own image mirrored in the soul that loves you may be more lasting i felt his fiery kiss upon my mouth bewildered i could have believed that over his shoulder i saw the figures in his sketches begin to dance and jeer at me i shrank back at that moment catherine and elizabeth burst in where we were like jealous sisters in a fairy tale catherine's diary october fifteen i went with mr orne to a ball last night the girls helped me dress in each lint of her best but 
i was so dazed with the strain of trying to look gay while lulled by vain struggle to feel well in her old worn things that all the hours i was gone though i seemed to see rich robes of flanders lace and genoa velvet he had sent for me to wear yet i was mindful how elizabeth had warned me of some carefully darned lace that would not bear a touch and charlotte had dyed an old sash ribbon and painted flowers over stains and we had all sighed over the whole but here i was as if in a leaf far back in the book of my life in full dress once more whirling with a rich and gay escort down a long hall of dancers the band playing the lucifer waltzes my partner buoying me clear of the crowd he seems to know everyone he was nodding right and left i would cry why do you know him intimately he would answer and once as he said so the voice of a passing dancer reached our ears and made us smile the devil is nearer a man than his coat or his shirt he slipped on my finger a ring set with an opal of occult power and mystic fire like the lurid light in his eyes and when i said i like a, a pearl with a soul in it he replied that is its very charm for me the soul in it looking at me as if he could will my very soul from me i heard people groan that the supper was gone but he brought me dainties in plenty and unlike what others had found i heard him jesting in many languages with this or that one well known and liked by all he told me he had just made a fortune in mining stocks as i sipped and played with my spoon caught the witch gleam of my opal felt pleased with the fine mesh of my laces the shadow and glow of my velvet i felt that again all such spendthrift wants of mind would make heaven of earth then the man went by who had quoted luther was the devil so near who was our strange lodger who filled my mind with such wild thoughts like an evil planet drawing forth all the bad in my nature then i forgot my doubts in the swift whirl of music and a dance as we stood on our steps and he searched for his latch-key i watched the fire of my opal burning like a will-o'-the-wisp in the moonlit dark it has a weird life of its own i cried and fearing my sister's eyes of wonder and envy take it i said not without you he answered bending over me and a sudden brief kiss scorched my lips then the girls who had sat up for us and heard the carriage had opened the door and swept us upstairs with them i could have thought them jealous by the way charlotte cried you look changed in some way like a shining spirit against a dark cloud and elizabeth added it does not matter much about your dress after all i stood before our bureau glass it showed me the darned lace and dyed ribbon with which they addressed me had i imagined my fine things perhaps i had but fancied the ball the lights and music and my lover the ring was gone and then the next i knew they had undressed me and put me in bed and 
elizabeth was cooling my head with damp cloths while charlotte was fanning me and and i heard them murmur together as if far off what did she mutter about the ring set with a spark from hell elizabeth asked and charlotte answered that she was sealed to satan elizabeth's diary october thirty first this afternoon as i played Gregoire's fine etudier diable i was startled to my feet by finding mr orne stood close behind me to hear good isn't it i asked not the right thought said he listen and he drew from his violin strains of dread meaning that is more unearthly i said a spirit might play so and a wicked one he answered the mussulman legend runs that the devil is given leave to fill his spare time with music song love poetry and dancing how is it that you can surpass all others i asked because i have the will the secret magic of all success teach me i cried to win power position will you leave your sisters without farewell he asked and fly with me at twelve to-night knowing no more of where you go than that you will have rank and sway beyond your wildest dreams he drew me to him his burning lips touched mine then my sisters rushed in with that new watchful way of theirs and he went out this evening as we sat together for the last time in our safe warm bright room with a rising storm stirring all round the house i could hardly keep from telling the girls that i was going abroad and all that he had promised me indeed i did hint about it but they thought it was only one of our old daydreams and catherine as if sure that hers were coming true began to tell us how she should build her castle leaning proudly on the mantelpiece she looked statuesque as if the petrifying effect of wealth had begun but how sad it is she said to think that death can bear me from it all my pictures said charlotte will live when i am gone position said i may be prized even then if we can look back yees can take nothing with ye said biddy who had come in unheard but love we all started and then we all laughed in scorn sure the priest was telling on the last sunday said she how saint theresa could say nothing worse of the devil than poor wretch he loves not her notion of hell was that no love was there but love is all we're sure of in heaven biddy have you come to preach a sermon i asked no i beg your pardon tis all a soul's eve and i thought maybe yees would come to vespers to-night the music'll be fine for a moment we thought of going i half rose catherine went a step or two toward the door charlotte left her seat was it the unfelt wind which blows us on the shoals of destiny which drove us back not now biddy said i some other time to-night charlotte is at last going to let us see her portrait of our lodger don't you want to wait and see it 
Charlotte placed it where we could view it in the long glass, which had lights around it. Like a shrine, Biddy said, as if she did not like it. As Charlotte unveiled it, Catherine and I cried, in surprise. This is not his likeness. And Biddy, laughing, said, Not a bit, not a bit like him. It is not only better looking, but it is another man, said I. There is no Spanish knight about him. Oh, indeed, said Catherine. The true type of American I call him. Why, no, said I. He's a pure German blonde. Biddy heard, half grinning, half frowning. Oh, ye's are all bewitched, and tis all hallows eve, she said. Come to the holy vespers, do. But we laughed and sent her off, and when she was gone, Mr. Orne suddenly stood in the door, as if he had sprung through the floor, and paused, looking at his picture. Come and tell us, cried Catherine. How is it that Charlotte could paint you in this way? No two persons see alike, he said. One seems to different people to have as many characters, perhaps as many aspects. How few agree when speaking of anyone. But this, said Catherine, has not your mouth, and you are neither light nor dark. But this, said I, has not your chin nor your fair hair. But this, said Charlotte, has your dark curls. It is just like you, except the eyes, perhaps. Then we all stared wildly at each other. But this, said Biddy, glancing in with her bonnet on, is all souls eve, if yees would only come. Where? cried Mr. Orne, in a voice of scorn. But seeing him, she fled like lightning, and the outer door echoed like thunder after her. He soon followed. But not to Vespers, he said, laughing. <laughs> Catherine, Charlotte, and I wrangled over the picture till Charlotte screamed and put it by and sat at her desk to rhyme, while I, at the piano, with precious minor keys, unlocked the inner gate of the realm of musing, and Catherine sat with her open book on lap, but looking in the fire. Hours went by with no word between us. We did not heed when Biddy came home, nor when Mr. Orne passed through the door, but found him with us again. This is a fine gale, he said. Bodies may be housed, but think of flitting souls going out into such a night. Is it the wind and storm, cried Charlotte, which set me to writing this? And while the winds tore round the house in a witch's dance, she read to us, Title, After Death, All through the unseen realm of air I float, The souls that, passing, mount to God, I note, Each flashing through the void like fiery moat, By fierce wind blown. Death makes an anvil of our pygmy world, and drives these sparks, these spirits, upward world that glimmer on till all the dark is furled before the throne. I would look back and linger, linger, yet what can I feel but passionate regret when I remember thy dear eyelids wet? What shall atone? But, borne by some resistless force, 
I get to learn what but immortal spirits know, or faint and fading into darkness flow, dread path unknown. The earth becomes a distant, waning star. What? Is this all? A memory floating far, my conscience for the dreaded judgment bar, and this alone? In the shadowed chimney corner, Mr. Orne nearly went out of sight as she read. He seemed coming and going by the flickering fire as she paused or went on. And at the end, I thought he had left the room, but a sudden glow of fire showed that there he sat. Then he added some verses while Catherine's book, Footfalls on the Boundaries of Another World, slid to the floor as she bent toward pictures in the fire. Charlotte leaned on her desk with her face in her hands and I, trailing off in a dream skiff, trailed my hands through the rippling tide of music. In a few minutes he read to us this. No dazzling ranks of angels' choirs appear, nor bands of wailing spirits damned are here, a merely silent, lonely, misty sphere, forever shone where darts that restless flame my naked soul but sometimes yet at thy fond thoughts control i can return thy faithful heart my goal my love my own know at thy tears i tremble almost wane thy sighs revive my smouldering fire again the best of life our love may yet remain eternal grown but if thou canst forget my light will pale when no regret of thine seeks my lost trail then only then within dim depths i fail expire alone i roused from my rapt gaze at him to find charlotte and catherine looking at him as intently as if they with their sudden jealousy fancy the lines meant for them the winds howled and shook the house the rain beat against the pane mr orne uneasy too walked up and down the long room and his deep rich voice a cordial that warmed the ear broke forth in king death is a rare old fellow he paused after one verse before catherine even money is powerless before him said he he stopped after the next verse by charlotte yet death may be foiled by fame he said as he came near me at another verse he said on a level with all at the touch of his yellow hand we heard his voice die away in the distance in the ghostly old song about king death by the queer subtle sway of one spirit over another my sister seemed to feel that parting was near they could not have acted otherwise if either of them thought of going good night girls said charlotte starting but coming back to kiss us perhaps i shall say good-bye who is seen to-morrow soon after catherine arose good-night she said kissing me and good-bye till we meet again i sit here alone writing I have listened to the vanishing sound of her footsteps. I am tempted to call her back. 
but it is on the stroke of twelve the storm rages still more wildly an awful night to be out what a surprise is in store for my sisters when i next see them how strange will be our meeting biddy gossips again sure and it's kind of you mrs Yashane, to come in this pourin' rain to-night give me the umbril and set ye down by the fire yes it has stormed night and day for a week ever since all hallows eve heaven save us tell ye all about it oh they got worse and worse all three wild in love wid him and that jealous they didn't want one of them to be alone wid him now he was all wrapped up in miss elizabeth playing duets with his witch of a fiddle showing her how to write music and talking of his high rank at home then just the same with miss charlotte teaching her how to mix colors and touching up her pictures and telling her she was a wonder and folks wouldn't forget her and writing verses with her and just so as deep with miss catherine planning how she was to make her fortune in no time and always showing off in some way how rich he was how do i know his ways so well didn't i used to be going through the hall quite careless and hear it all ye may learn a great deal that way by never hurrying yourself many's the time he nearly caught me but i got into the dark corner with my apron over my head quaking as he went by but at last he got a dog an awful big black creature wide eyes like coals and i had to cape down here did talk to them i couldn't make them see him as i did try as much as i would you might as well warn water not to run down hill and and hey winding round them like a snake i used to think may the holy saints cape us is that only the shutters knockering let us say a prayer or two it makes me shake to think of him now about the morning after all souls eve is it listen to this then his sketches and verses they thought so much of had turned to black paper they each had his picture they called it but neither one looked like him and that morning they had sunk to a little heap of ashes under where they had hung a miss elizabeth portrait of him was never as she thought she left it nor as her sisters thought it looked if ye'll believe it each one showed me that night a fine necklace the strange man had given her a sacred from the others it was good as a play to see them coming one after the other on the same errand poor dears bless us and save us don't move your chair with such a sudden noise it makes me jump and don't keep looking behind ye miss charlotte's was coral all carved into little imps miss elizabeth's was like a great coals of fire carbuncles she said twas and miss catherine's was like little red sparks of rubies she called them and said it must have cost a great deal of money 
but next morning their bureau drawers where they kept their fine things held no necklaces nothing but a heap of dead leaves and dust in pebbles he was only a red line round the throat each wore for a chain at daylight dead then dead is pharaoh yes he was gone and they will not find him either though the police and reporters call me a crazy old woman to doubt it but i'm sure they'll have their troubles for their pains where is he the devil knows End part four